0: Hi, I'm Claire Tompkins, The Clutter Coach, and this is the Organize Your Life podcast. I coach people to get organized, use their time better, quit procrastinating, and be more productive. You can find me on livecoach.io for phone and video coaching, and on my website, cluttercoach.net, for in-person organizing help and my books. Okay, here we go. There Today, I'm talking to Renee Green, who is operations manager at a small software company. We are going to talk about the abrupt transition they experienced suddenly working from home, which has happened to so many people these days, um, and how things might go in the future. And we're going to focus in particular on the challenges of working from home, especially for people who had to do it suddenly with no preparation and who often really don't have any experience doing that. So hi, Renee. Thank you for being here today on my podcast.
1: (laughs) It's good to be here. (laughs) Good.
0: So why don't we start by you describing the company briefly, the staff size, what the culture is kind of like. Because I know you have a central kitchen area where people hang out, you've got an open office plan, a regular group social events, which are all not happening right now.
1: Yeah, so we are just under 40 people and I actually think we're gonna be 40 people by next week. Um, So we're doing a couple of remote hires, which is also weird, Uh, but just under 40 people who, sit in an open office together and then that open office is housed inside a larger warehouse space uh, that also has robots and works like shared workstations in it because we do automation in the automotive industry and so there's actual hardware that our software engineers work with Um, and then now also in that warehouse space is the kitchen you mentioned and the kitchen has like a coffee making station and There's a water cooler, there's often a bowl of fruit out, and those are often places where just during the day, people will run into each other and chat, and then we have kind of a hodgepodge seating area that's adjacent to the kitchen. It's all open, so it's not rooms, Um, and my cat's near her. (laughs) um and so we also have like little tables and dinette areas and kind of a standing counter area so they're all kind of places where people just gather Mm -hmm. on and uh, part of our kitchen has this island where we put out that bowl of fruit but then also our employees really like to bake and so there's (laughs) often fresh bread and cookies and cakes and brownies and someone brings in donuts on Fridays And so there's a lot of reasons to hang out in the kitchen. So it's pretty weird to not have that Mm -hmm. these days. And then uh, kind of on a day-to-day, there's a group of people that goes out to lunch pretty regularly. And so maybe it's like 10 people that'll all go out where we work in a section of Emeryville that has a lot of places to eat that are within walking distance. Um, And that's not happening Mm -hmm. now. And then usually when we have new hires, we will also have like a big all-hands lunch. Um, and then if we don't have new hires, we'll just do that about once a month. Same thing with happy hours. That's a thing we do about once a month. And so we've got two new hires starting next week, and mm. we're not lunch for them. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, we'll yeah. kind of come back a little bit to how that has changed. But I just wanted to say that when the shelter-in-place order came for us, the company just closed. Like There was no preparation. There was no time to plan how people were going to work from home. The technology, supplies, setting up home offices, communication, all that stuff. So how did that kind of go from the time the announcement came to a sort of getting things rolling?
1: Yeah. So we had some, I mean, everybody kind of had some idea that something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best things that Happened for us was that we had hired an IT person like two weeks before shelter in place. Mm. Um, prior to shelter in place, we didn't have a work from home policy. Like working from home was not a thing that people were really permitted to do, except in pretty extreme circumstances. Uh, and people had been asking for one, and so is really lucky that we had a person who could help us get technologically set up. Uh, but that was a rush, rush, rush deal. I know the week right before shelter in place when he'd just gotten settled was just assessing what was happening. Um, because we have these robots that are in the warehouse,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty hard to work remotely on equipment that is in a particular place that's not where you are unless you have all the networking infrastructure set up for that. And so that was the first challenge. And then most people don't have their own like home office spaces ready to go. Even me, I have a desk that I haven't used as a desk in <laughs> ages. And I think if, any, if people were lucky to have desks, a lot of them hadn't used their desks for desk-like things and they were kind of holding pens. Um, so that was quite a big challenge for people. It's definitely the people who have children or mm-hmm. have their own unique challenges. And if there's even one person whose computer stopped working, like the day that we found out, we were gonna have shelter in place. And she was actually moving, she, was, she wasn't moving, she was gonna shelter in place with her family and which is on the other side of the country. So we had to just find a computer and we don't really mm-hmm. keep a backlog of tech. And so people, like we gave her a computer that we were just using as a trial computer and ultimately decided we didn't want to use. That was like the only computer that had <laughs> minimum specs. And so she's using that and doesn't like it. So it's a good thing we choose that computer. And then a lot of people have taken their monitors and their keyboards and their mice home. There's like probably three or four people who actually brought home robots. Somebody brought his pickup truck in and took, it's a robot arm on like a five by six foot table. And he put the whole thing into his pickup truck and took it home. And now it's in his house with him in his office. Mm. He has a robot to work on.
0: Great. That's cool. So now it's like seven weeks later, and what what has evolved over time? are you like how 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 have you kind of compensated for the not non in person stuff? How are you reaching out to people? Has your role changed at all in terms of how you support the staff?
1: Yeah, so my role has changed a lot. Um, my title is operations manager, but I'm kind of more of a facilities operations person. And right now we're not in a facility, so there's not a whole lot of facility that I really need to deal with. So I used to spend quite a bit of time making sure packages and mail were going where they needed to go, and food was where it needed to be, and events were happening, and supplies were put away, and people weren't leaving messes, and there were boxes thrown away, and waste management. Um oh, the hot water's not working, making sure people know that and then following up on it. And none of that's important right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what
1: I do instead um, is a lot of process improvements and tools and documentation, which is kind of been on the back burner, things I need to do anyway. Mm. Uh, when I joined the company, we were 15 and now we're almost 40. And the, I mean, it's a startup. So processes weren't really set in stone. There weren't, there wasn't a process for things and we're just kind of figuring out what's the right way to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And right around 40 is when the company's big enough that it becomes pretty important to have a standard way to do things Mm
0: -hmm. so that
1: things get done. And so that's what I'm working on a lot and looking at what kind of tech tools can we bring into our workflow to make that easier since we're not able to do things in real time. Mm. Done a couple more surveys with the staff just to get a handle on what their needs are. Because I'm used to being able to just watch and see how people behave, and mm. infer what needs are. And without seeing people, it's a lot harder. So. Mm. Surveys have been really helpful, and then just documenting best practices for the tools and things that we've started to use. Knowing once I've identified things that work, I'm trying to pull together a few documents. How to do use Slack the best way? How to use Zoom the best way? How to use your Google Drive the best way? Things like that, um, which will hopefully enable remote work better. Hmm. Um, and at the moment, all of our like environmental furniture construction projects are on hold because we're not in the office.
0: Right. So how, have people been fairly productive? Or are they putting in the same hours? How are they dealing with being at home? And how is the stress of this whole situation affecting them as far as you can tell?
1: Um, this is mostly what I've gleaned from surveys,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but also a couple of virtual happy hours. That's actually, or happy hours, a couple of virtual social things, which I should have mentioned in my previous answer. We've got like a couple, tools that are throwing together people for lunch and coffee dates and we're doing a weekly happy hour so that kind of helps people see each other's faces
0: oh wait say more about that first one so you kind of pair people up and tell them to meet up online
1: yeah so Hmm. we use slack as our main communication tool and slack has channels that are kind of like chat rooms and there's a new one that i created that has a couple little scripts that run in it they're like bots in slack That if you're a part of this channel, it'll, at the beginning of the week, it'll say this, these three people are going to go to lunch together this week. And these two people are going to have coffee this week. And then Mm. the people set up the meeting on their own calendars. And we've been, this is going to be like the third week of doing that with Mm. a large group of people. And it's pretty nice. It's not obviously the same as people Mm. in person, but that feeling of running into people in the kitchen and having Mm a chat about life is yeah. that's it's helping
0: and it's sure. video they have video
1: yeah we do it over zoom nice oh so, i see they,
0: they arrange the meetings in slack but they do it in zoom
1: right yes and cool so we do video meetings see what people are eating look at people's yes. coffee <laughs> look at gardens and bread it's pretty cool what they're <laughs>
0: baking yes that's always important <laughs> yeah. so i have have you asked them in surveys what their biggest challenges are Yeah, so I've
1: asked in surveys and in person, and it seems like for the most part, for the people who I've asked, transitioning to remote work wasn't super challenging. Mm. Um, The things that were the most challenging are obviously home office setup, Mm. making sure that there is a space to work and that it's also comfortable to work for a while. Mm. Taking people a bit of time to figure out what works for them. and then also internet reliability and i think a lot of people working from home everywhere are experiencing this because so many people are working from home that the internet providers
0: Mm. are
1: really ready for that draw and so there are days when me and my housemates are like oh my god the internet's so slow and then people will post to a company slack oh the internet's really slow today Uh, um that's been challenging because especially for our engineering team They're having to do all these funny little network things to actually access the computers that are on site at our office. So if the internet's slow, then they can't really do their work.
0: Mm. It has to be a certain speed for them to be able to connect properly.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just the reliability Mm -hmm. that people like you're not able to do things quickly. Yeah um colleague communication has been a bit more challenging a lot of people are used to because our teams kind of sit together so if people have a question or they have an idea they can just turn to their neighbor and say oh hey what do you think about this or oh mm-hmm. if i do this blah 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 and they can't do that anymore so that's definitely a thing i'm trying to work on i want to see if i can set up like a persistent zoom room that people can just have Ooh. open wow and if it's just open then it's kind of like you might get the vibe like, oh, okay, we're all working and that might help with focus because yeah. focus is another one of those things, like the whole focus, time management, and then like not letting your work and life bleed too much, like really setting those boundaries. People have been having a bit of trouble figuring out the right way to do that and knowing mm-hmm. when they're working versus not working. It's mm. been people who's like, work and personal computers are next to each other in their workspace, Ooh, yes. that can be pretty challenging to, like, not drift.
0: Sure, yeah. Have people told you about specific things they're doing to maintain their focus?
1: Um. There's, yeah, there's a couple, yeah, there's a, there's a few strategies. My strategies that I found really useful were to just set up my home office right away once I knew shelter-in-place was going to happen. That was my first day. mm mm-hmm gonna like clean my desk so that there's a surface to work on Mm -hmm. and set up my workspace and find all the things that I need and put them close to me Mm -hmm. um, and only use that area for work Uh, and things that the team has been using are planning breaks really scheduling out their day uh, and then Mm -hmm. setting a timer to help with that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and then I know that like We like bigger team planning meetings used to happen more frequently, but it's a little less important to be meeting, meeting, meeting when we can be slacking each other. Mm -hmm. I think more people are trying to have meetings with a manager or with a colleague to keep things up. I know one of the things that's been really helpful for me is I now have a weekly meeting with my manager and a weekly goals list. So I'll just say, this is what I wanna do this week, Mm -hmm. which is super helpful when I'm losing focus and I just wanna play with my plants and big breath. (laughs) Right, so
0: that helps with accountability. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it helps with the accountability and then when I'm getting off track and then I'm like, okay, I actually need to do work, what am I supposed to be working on that I can go look at that list and say, okay, here are the things that I can work on. Mm-hmm. Really helpful, really helpful to be able to check in at the end of the week and see what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thing that was a fortuitous lucky thing is the company just started with like in the last quarter, we've started ex- working with OKRs. So objectives and key results, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a business management way of making sure the company is on track and then helping the people working for the company also be on track to help the company grow. And of course, whatever goals we said were our annual goals this year, those are gonna change. And I think <laughs> a change for a lot of companies. They're just not gonna hire as many people or get as many deals or make as much money
0: mm-hmm. as they
1: would have if there weren't a pandemic happening. Um, but that was an exercise that we rolled out to the company We were planning to roll it out at the beginning of April anyway Hmm. uh, for Q2. And that just coincided really well with shelter in place where people had been working on developing what their Hmm. objectives and key results were with their managers. And then we finally just, we got a software platform and everybody uploaded their thing, all their objectives and people have mentioned that they're they look at those OKRs that they've documented every day to help figure out where they should be focusing,
0: mm. uh,
1: which is pretty cool. Uh, it's one of those things that me not being a business person gets a little eye-rolling, like, oh, it's so business jargon. <laughs> but yeah. it's actually helping people figure out the, yes. the best way to allocate their time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I know the engineering team, like, they all work on there are, there are certain customers that they're developing things for but there's also just the company makes this software platform that should be working with any and all customers and there's so many different things that could be worked on in this platform so knowing what the company's trying to do next helps the team figure out what parts of our software platform they should be focusing on or what things need to improve be improved first so
0: mm-hmm. that's yeah setting specific goals and specific tasks makes it so much easier to know did I do this did I not do this and then you you don't get lost in the kind of mushy stuff well I, I should do some more work on such and such but what does that look like where is it taking me yeah
1: yeah and even having trouble with like figuring out what are those individual things that I need to do then mm-hmm. having even like broader less defined lofty goals mm-hmm. as kind of a like a goal post to uh-huh. head towards or a finish line really has been helping people figure out, okay, what are the concrete tasks that I need to do on my way to that final goal?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's been pretty helpful and I'm yes. a lot less skeptical. Oh, of- good. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that the team thinks they're helpful.
0: Yeah. And I like what you said at the beginning about setting up your home office that to me, there's, there was a feeling of intentionality about it. Yeah. This is the place I work now. When I sit down at this desk, this is, I am now getting myself in the mindset of doing work. Yep. Which is super helpful.
1: Don't go sit at that desk when I'm not doing work.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's helpful. And then everything that I need for work is already there and ready to go. I don't Mm -hmm. have to put it away and reset. It's just whenever I'm ready to work, my desk is ready for work.
0: Yes. And people have different ideas about this but I also think it's handy to actually get dressed.
1: (laughs) Yeah and so that was one of the things that we did pretty early on in um, Mm -hmm. the shelter in place period. Another slack channel that I created was a work from home slack channel where people could share their tips or their experiences with what it's like to work from home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I've kind of laid off on giving people tips now because I it's, we're seven weeks in people probably have a pretty good idea of how they work from home now but we started off with various people some of our team that has worked from home a lot um people just sharing tips i set up my office we like i started like i took a picture of my desk and said okay let's share our setups and so then uh-huh. people share their different working from home setups uh, people talking about scheduling and putting on clothes yeah. and having boundaries closing the door like, mm. You would think are obvious, but if you aren't think, being intentional with them as you get into your work zone, yeah, uh, it can skip your mind and then you don't actually have the most optimized workplace.
0: Right. And there is something to be said for, you know, just wearing the pajamas and sleeping late because there is a lot of stress involved in this situation. You know, we, I personally do, I'm not emphasizing the productivity as much as I often do because I think... People need to give themselves a mental break and an emotional break. But, you know, also getting dressed for work does have an important place. So once you're kind of rolling on that train, you probably should be doing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think has, um, have positive things come out of this whole new situation?
1: Yeah. So some of the things that, well, the biggest things that were positive that people have mentioned is that they've got, more flexibility with how they spend their time uh, because they can work or not work kind of when it's convenient for them. So I think that's been really helpful, for, especially for the parents to work mm-hmm. on their kids' schedules and helping their kids out. But even for the not parents, I think a lot of, I mean, we already had a bunch of bakers yeah. and now people can work on their elaborate baking projects and the various steps involved become work breaks.
0: <laughs> yes. Which you That's can't great. really
1: do when you're working in the office unless you bring your bread to work with you. You can't like need every hour or whatever. <laughs> uh, and people are really enjoying their time to spend with family. Uh, and then there's people that are having, they're enjoying like their workouts because they can schedule those kind of whenever they want to. Yeah. Uh, also choosing to socialize more intentionally with friends and family, lots of reaching out to other people. Yeah. The positive of, of sheltering in place for a lot of people, not just. Yes.
0: Us. Yeah, definitely. So are you starting to formulate plans for going back to work? Um, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm wondering about if there are some of these positive things that can be brought back into the, you know, business as usual situation.
1: Yeah, it's. It'll be interesting. So I did write up a plan uh, that kind of runs through what the CDC guidelines are for people being indoors in spaces. And I'm working off of that as a way to figure out what we need to be doing differently. Uh, One of the biggest things that you're Alluding to is we didn't have a work from home policy before, mm. and now that we've been doing this for more than two months, well, we will have done this for more than two months. Um, that's as my manager said, our previous work from home policy is kaput, <laughs> and so we're gonna have to figure out what a good work from home policy is. And so we know that uh, the management team is gonna be getting together to figure out what works and what doesn't to just nail down some basic guidelines, Mm -hmm. we can develop the policy from there. Um, One of the things that we have experimented loosely with during this time is having um, group fitness classes, Mm. stretching before bi-weekly all hands meeting, things like that. Um, So that might be, and I was already thinking about bringing in fitness instructors or doing like a Zoom fitness class before, all of this stuff happened. And now that it has happened, um, I think that's just a good wellness practice to get people moving. And since we won't mm-hmm. be able to really, people probably won't be going off to their trainer or the gym in the middle of the day. Uh, cause they, we don't have a shower at work. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, bringing in a lightweight workout, I think would be helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so those are some of the things where we'll bring in the good stuff. Things mm-hmm. that are definitely going to change, though. Uh, meetings. Mm. I don't know how we're going to do that. We mm. meeting rooms that sit six people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to be able to use those. We shouldn't have six people sitting in a small room together. Right. Um, we do have a few of those phone booths, and so those might get used more, where people can zoom each other from within Mm -hmm. phone booths Mm -hmm. um and one of the things i'm going to have to work on is figuring out where and how to set up a socially distant meeting space and what does that look like Mm because even though we can do some zoom meetings some meetings especially ones it comes to working with the robots and the actual hardware really require people to be in person Mm -hmm. um and that can be challenging Mm -hmm. and i don't know how we can do that safely and so that's that's evolving we're trying to figure out what it means to be safe and Mm -hmm. i know we're going to change our cleaning routine a bit and there's going to be some more regular cleaning more cleaning supplies try and train everybody that they're also responsible for cleaning in a way that makes them feel safe Mm Uh, And then we'll do some more on our part as well. We're going to have to have different snacks. We used to have cut up fruit sitting in the kitchen for anybody to grab, but I think that's not going to be a thing. So getting Mm -hmm. more small individual sized fruit, uh, shared snacks where people don't touch all the snacks and they just touch a container that can be easily disinfected. Yeah. So We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Then we're going to have people wearing masks probably. And so figuring out like, oh, can we as a company even source masks in case people come to work and forget to wear a mask?
0: Hmm.
1: What are we going to do in that case? And mm-hmm. we used to have people that were a little cavalier about coming in if they had the sniffles. And so now we're ah. going to to figure out like, what's the really good HR way to say, actually, you need to go home. Please go yeah. home now. Right.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Are people generally looking forward to coming back?
1: You know, I haven't asked that. And so my oh, right. next survey, that's going to be one that I, and probably in my coffee and lunch meetings this week,
0: mm-hmm. I'm
1: curious. I know I personally am very interested in going back, mm-hmm. even though I, there's things I love about working from home. Mm-hmm. I love how flexible I am and that I don't have to wear shoes. <laughs> and that, my already short commute is non-existent <laughs> just tend my plants in the middle of the day but i'm just so much better at focusing and getting things done and only doing work instead of getting distracted by facebook or whatever when i'm in an office with other people nearby who are also doing work it's really helpful yep. for me to be surrounded by other people working yeah And
0: they're holding the space for that activity to occur. Yeah. Yeah. I would bet that's the biggest thing for most people. That and the casual socializing. Because even with Zoom, you kind of have to go over to the screen, see if anybody's there, and then start talking. But if you're in person, you can just look over there and say, oh, you know, there's so and so over by the fridge or by the fruit bowl. I'm just going to go over and talk. Yeah. Yeah. So the casualness of contact we don't have right now.
1: Yeah. And people are doing a pretty good job of like showing off their pets and their baked goods and things <laughs> on Slack. So that is helpful to just get a glimpse into people's personal lives. But yeah, it really isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are social creatures.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know that there are some companies that are fully remote and I'm trying to learn from them. I've been going to lots of webinars and reading mm. lots of guides and trying to just learn from what other people are doing mm-hmm. to see if we can what we can learn and what will help us
0: yeah and
1: a lot of the things that we've set up as part of shelter in place will probably continue because i think they've worked for other companies and they're so far working pretty well for us
0: Mm-hmm. cool well those are all the only prepared questions i had if there's anything else you want to share about people being productive at home or just the the change of working at home and how people are navigating it, that would be great, but it's not, <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs>
1: I think we covered most of the things okay. I'll take a moment just to have a look at my survey responses. Cause I think a oh, sure. little interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked a lot of questions to people. Mm-hmm. Um, People thought that their communication with their managers was better, even though their communication with their colleagues was not as good. So I think that's been a cool mm. facet that came out is that mm. because people aren't seeing each other, managers have been doing a really good job of checking in with their people and making sure mm. that people know what, they're, what they need to do. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then let's so see, we've got a couple things. So one of the questions I asked people was what, it, what actions do you take to improve your mood? Cause I know that some people are struggling with maintaining a positive attitude. So mm-hmm. lots of pets, lots of playing in the dirt, lots of working with food, lots of moving and walking around sleep, like all the things that are actually like, good for you mm-hmm. that we've we've known forever are good for us yeah right, that people are doing more of right. in order to take care of themselves so that's pretty cool that people are working on self-care in this and time.
0: it is interesting that the the primary ones seem to evolve, involve physical the physical world it's not like going to movies or reading books it's your cat it's your oven it's your yeah I like
1: that a lot. Riding a bicycle. So that's great because Mm -hmm. I think people are responding to the fact that they're more indoors than they used to be. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then some things that have really worked for people in their in setting up their home office and just their their work mode. Uh, A lot of people took their chairs home from work Mm. and uh, some people have upgraded their home offices by buying new monitors to just expand the amount of space that they've got to look at. Mm-hmm. um Natural light. I think people are recognizing that once you're cooped up indoors, that it's pretty important to make sure that you get natural light in your workspace. Mm. And front-loading the day so that you just do all your things at the beginning, mm. so your enthusiasm for your work peters out toward the end of the day. Then there's less to do.
0: Yeah, and, and open, mental energy too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then see when people uh, opening windows and getting fresh air so that's more of that accessing the outdoors mm-hmm. um, so those were all good and then more of this making lists and then some things that people asked for which has been helpful for me to figure out like how can i make things better for people a lot of people asked for help on zoom or zoom training and so that's actually one of the things i'm working on this week is just building a how does zoom work and what are some of the features you could access mm. Um, and so I'm looking forward to sharing that with the team. Since so, uh, like three people asked. Cool. And then also, I was I surveyed just to see what kinds of things people would want more of, uh, based on some of the suggestions I'd seen from my various webinars and documentation I've been reading. And uh, people are interested in hearing company numbers, hmm. and so that's something that my boss who leads our all hands meetings is going to start trying to work on incorporating. Cause I think when we're not all in the same space. And when the whole world seems like it's crashing down, I think people are really interested in knowing that we're not crashing down.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Or if we are crashing down, what that looks like, <laughs> <laughs> right. they, want they want more transparency. And so we're going to work on making sure that there is more transparency. Mm. Then people are interested in some, In sharing the things that people have been successful at every week, and seeing what other people are working on for fun Mm. to work, and then also just seeing what people are good at. And so,
0: are you talking about work things or personal things? Both. Both. So there wasn't really that level of sharing each other's workloads. Like if they're working on completely different projects, they didn't necessarily know what the other people were doing.
1: I think sometimes people knew what other people were doing, but. Really, it's focusing on like the positive outcomes and the celebrations
0: uh, yeah. of,
1: of what people are doing. I think that's an attractive idea. You know, most news is not very good news these days. And so am <laughs> excited to know what, what is good news. And especially if it's your coworkers' right. work when, then it's good news that affects you, too. Because I think we yeah. do well within the company that helps everybody in the company in some way, even if it's not
0: directly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And a lot of people really like happy hour, and so uh I'm trying to find more interesting ways to structure happy hour so that it's not just a bunch of heads staring at each other in a Zoom grid, but where maybe we can have a different person leading an activity because mm. like that, that'll kind of mix in the let's see everybody's accomplishments and also have happy hour.
0: Yes, <laughs> happy hour is very important for morale. Yes. <laughs>
1: For sure. <laughs> and so that's about where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have, as far as I can tell, most people are really pleased with what we've, as a company, have been doing to help them out. right Typically, asked for what can we do more of, and mm-hmm. everyone has said like, "This is great. You're doing awesome."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll
1: just keep on iterating.
0: Yes. Well, I hope people who listen to this podcast will get some good ideas from this, that the the outreach in both directions is really important. You know, finding out what do people need and encouraging people to say, here's, here's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations.
1: Really helpful for me to, to know. Yeah. Of these surveys that ask these questions.
0: Yeah. And it also keeps the, the collegiality going when you don't have that physical contact. Yeah. yeah. Keep the contact going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. All right, Renee, thank you so much for being on my show. This is really fun. Yeah,
1: thanks so much for interviewing me.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Claire Tompkins, The Clutter Coach. If you like the show, I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review in iTunes. You can subscribe, too, so the podcast will be ready and waiting for you to listen to it. The show is available on SoundCloud and Stitcher as well. And you'll find the show notes on my blog at www.cluttercoach.net. See you next time.